Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 23 of the So Free Art podcast which is a little podcast I do each week about art and things and this one is going to be basically a first look it's me opening up the book Keys to Drawing with Imagination by Bert Dodgson for the first time and just flicking through it and seeing what sort of pops out at me um, and before we jump into the book, I just wanted to talk a little bit about a couple of things. The last week, oh, I've got a new microphone, so if the podcast sounds, hopefully it sounds better. Because what happened was last week, um, when I recorded the episode, I realised that when the fans kick in on the computer, it makes a loud noise because I was using the microphone built into the Surface Pro. So I've now bought a proper microphone with a stand and everything, so I feel a bit professional. <laughs> but um, So hopefully the sound is better. And the Being So Free Transgender Podcast, which is a podcast about transgender stuff and stuff, is going to be coming very soon. I'm also going to be changing the sketchbook section on the website. So this new sketchbook section is going to be all... Little Sophie themed sketches but underneath I'm going to actually have Little Sophie write a bit about the the pose like talk about how she was posing and stuff and because she currently runs the little newsletter which goes out on the first of each month and I have so much fun writing those because I'm writing them um, as if I'm Little Sophie and it just when I'm doing that it, it means I can be a bit more like I can say stuff without fear of what people think because I sort of think to myself it's not me saying it it's her <laughs> so I think these blog these um I think these new little Sophie sketch pages I think they might be quite fun so that's what I'm going to be doing in the future um and I think that's it for that <laughs> so let's get into this week's topic which is drawing with imagination and when I first started drawing in 2013, um, something I realised was that, because I, I really wanted, right from the very start, I wanted to create my own characters. Because um, I've, I've loved video games for so long. I really um, connect with characters, so I wanted to create my own character. But when I started trying to do that, I realised that before you can do that, you sort of need to learn the basics of how you see and how you draw so that's what I did for a few years but the f- I always wanted to do my own stuff from imagination but there was a massive fear there because I just every time I, I tried to do it it was rubbish and I just thought I don't I can't <laughs> I just thought to myself I can't I don't know what I'm doing but then I got to a point where I started doing gesture drawings which is a little exercise where you look at a pose and you very quickly turn it into like a gesture. And some of these can be 30 seconds, but you can go up to like two, five minutes. Um, and I've talked about other things like Quick Poses, which is a website, quickposes.com, and also the Croquet Cafe YouTube channel. And both of these are resources for doing gesture drawings. But what happened was I, I was doing those gesture drawings just to try to loosen up because I'd, I'd noticed that my drawings were quite stiff, especially when making things up. So I spent a few years actually doing gesture drawings, 
And then at the end of last year, I just realised that I could turn these gesture drawings into more advanced drawings. They're still quite basic, but more advanced drawings, which became Lil Sophie. So I have started drawing from my imagination. And something I've noticed is it's a lot harder than the other things. Like when you're just looking at a drawing and trying to copy it, that's something you can just, you can learn. You can sort of learn the techniques and then just keep practicing them over and over and you can break everything down. But with the imagination thing, like I said, you sort of need to be able to learn, you sort of need to be able to learn how to draw first. This is what I think before you can do the imagination stuff. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just go through this book, which is Keys to Drawing with Imagination by Bert Dodson. Now, I haven't actually read this book before. I've only just flicked through it for about... I flicked through it and marked up a load of pages that I thought were quite interesting. And this is going to be a book that I'm going to work through um, to try and help me get a bit more confident with um, drawing things from my imagination. But Bert Dodson is the artist who made the book Keys to Drawing. Um which is a book I reviewed in 2013, no, 2014, and I went back and reread that book in 2016, and it was just as powerful as the first time. So I, I really do believe that that book, Keys to Drawing by Bert Dodgson, is like a, it's probably the most important book I've ever read because it gave me the confidence to believe I could um, start learning how to draw. So when I realised that he had a book... Um, about imagination I had to buy it and I actually bought it in 2014 but it's been sat on my shelf ever since then really because again I've been a bit too scared to start doing it because I know that when you start making things up you have to accept you're going to be you're going to go backwards at the start and I guess some part of me didn't want to do that so but now that I've started doing little Sophie drawings and sketches and stuff I feel like it's time to me it's time to start learning a bit more about how to um, do stuff like this. So, this book has eight main chapters. You got um, this one called Doodling and Noodling. Uh, chapter two is Drawing a New Reality. Sketching the Truth is chapter three. Chapter four is Visualizing Ideas. Chapter five is Storytelling. Chapter six is Exploring Pattern. Chapter seven is Mining Culture. And then chapter eight is exploring themes. And there's also a really nice little glossary at the back, which has a load of terms, um, like loads of little terms that he uses. So for instance, well, the, the term noodling, he explains all these terms in the back. And this might be quite good because you could almost turn each of these little um, descriptions into a, a drawing exercise. So if you wanted to just practice something for fun you could just go in here and say i'm going to do some noodling tonight this might be a good way to just jog your memory of some of these exercises that's what i feel like so noodling he explains as embellishing (coughs) embellishing or fusing over a drawing or doodle sometimes applying various algorithms Mm, that doesn't make sense to me but I think once you've read the book, you would probably understand what he means. So I think, like I said, I think this would be good to go back to. 
once you've finished reading it just to find some things to do when you want to practice. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with the very beginning where he does, he does like a little introduction and I read the introduction and I just thought it was really cool. I like the way he starts it. So what he says is, he says, asked, asked to describe the creative process. The painter Jasper Johns replied, it's simple. You just take something and do something to it and then do something else to it. Keep doing this and pretty soon you've got something. <laughs> Which I think is a really funny one because it basically what I take away from that is all you've got to do is just do something. <laughs> and like I said, because what I notice is over the last few years, um, and I've, it's still one of my habits really, is I, I will spend too much time thinking about what I want to do in my head and not actually doing anything. So I really like that quote because it's basically just saying stop thinking and start doing, <laughs> which I think is cool. And then further down in the introduction, he also says something which I thought was quite good. And it kind of goes back to that same thing. He says, we tend to think of imagination and creativity as qualities that people have. But in reality, these qualities show up only in action as something you do. Simply put, imagining is what you do in your head. Creating is what you do on paper. Are there rules for creating? Probably not, if a rule is something that you must do. But let's distinguish between rules and principles. I believe that there are useful principles that can help you create. Jasper Johns has already given us the first principle. Creativity occurs in action. So what I also like about this little quote is he's saying that there are no rules. So in other words, be free to do what you want. But understand, like what I was saying earlier, you you actually need to learn how to draw before you can start doing things from your mind. And and I, that's why I really like that little quote there. So, But it's a really nice introduction. And then he just has... The book is full of similar doodles and sketches to his other book, Keys to Drawing. And I would say that I actually once had somebody email me saying that they were struggling to get into this book or they they didn't know if they were going to like this book um, because they flicked through it and they didn't like the look of his drawings because they are very sketchy and almost like scribbly. But what, and I must admit, I kind of thought the same thing at, at the start. But once I started reading the original book, Keys to Drawing, I actually fell in love with the fact that his drawings were so scribbly because, again, it gave me that feeling that this doesn't matter. Um, and that's what I really like about Bert, Bert Dodgson is he, he makes you understand that when you're learning, it doesn't matter what the thing looks like. Just, um, you know, just get something on the paper. Get something on the paper. But like I, like I said earlier as well, <laughs> my mind has this habit of wanting things to look better than they can be because you need to level up your skills first um, but I really like that about that book and I can see flicking through this book it's a similar style and this book is also set up exactly like keys to drawing which is there's little exercises spread throughout the book and there are in total there are in total 36 exercises um, and they're all numbered and 
these are just little things. So what you can, what you do is you basically, the way I worked through his last book, and I think it's the way I will work through this book, is you basically read the chapter, and as you're going through it, he throws you little exercises. Um, so then you just get a piece of paper. So it's a very interactive book, um, very much like the like his books are set up in such a way that I, that's what I loved so much about his first book. Is that it, it's not you're not just reading the book and learning you're actually it's a very good book as if he's a teacher it's almost like you've got a teacher in your hand <laughs> and you can work through it at your own pace which is really good um, but all the exercises at least in keys to drawing they were all they started out very simply and they all like built on top of each other um, so by the end of the book you were just doing some quite amazing things and you didn't really realise it because he had structured the book in such a way that it just flowed really nicely from simple to a bit more advanced. And this book seems to be set up in a similar way. So the first chapter is Doodling and Noodling. And he's got a little box here that I... <laughs> little box. He's got a little box that I thought I would read because it's Principles of Doodling. I don't know if there's one for noodling. Uh, he's, he's also got a box called The Difference Between Doodling and Noodling. So I'll just go through the doodling. And he says, number one, suspend judgment. Doodling isn't art, it's just doodling. And that's why I think all his drawings are scribbly. Because it's just... It, that's a good way, actually. His drawings are more doodly drawings. So they're not sketchy sketches, they're more doodly. <laughs> Um, number two, he says, vary your doodles. If you're like most people, you tend to doodle the same thing over and over. Now it's time to expand your repertoire. <laughs> and I actually do that because when I'm sketching Lil Sophie in my sketchbook, I have this certain pose that I will default to. And if I'm not careful, I could just have pages and pages of this same pose. <laughs> so he's actually, he's actually right there that um, you have to like force yourself to go out your comfort zone I guess and this is what I'm learning from this book already is that it's all about just pushing yourself out of your comfort zone so number three with doodling he says practice every new skill is first learned consciously then over time the operations are passed to the subconscious as they become automatic that's when you're actually doodling number four doodle I like this one Doodle on old envelopes and scrap pieces of paper, rather than nice paper. You'll feel freer and more willing to experiment. I actually really like that. Um, number five, he says, save... I do, I do this. I actually do this one, and it is a really good thing to do. He says, save your doodles in a large envelope. Now and then, go through them and pick out the most interesting or unusual ones. Put these in the second envelope. These may be source material for later work. And I really like that because it's, even though you're just messing about with these doodles, um, at least you know you know that you could actually turn them into more advanced um, like pieces. You could turn them into like painting later on. So they, you're not only are you learning and improving your imagination skills, you're also potentially going to have um, things to make nice pieces of art later on 
in the future. So there's one thing I don't like about this book actually and what it is is the pages are you know like um when you buy a like a big sketchbook on a ring binder where you flick the pages over well this book's like that so what I don't like about that is I feel like the pages are going to get ripped um but maybe that's a good thing because it means you could that maybe that's a way of freeing yourself up to not be too particular but I'd rather it was a glue bound book that's one thing I've noticed um he says the difference between doodling and noodling the doodling stage is different from the noodling stage doodling is typically free loose spontaneous vigorous and fragmentary the noodling stage is more controlled patient mechanical repetitive and complete but these neat categories have a way of spilling into each other i like that because it's again it's about balance so i'm just going to flick through these this book and anything that catches my attention i will talk about um but i've marked a load of pages and you can just see that he's you can see from these sketches that he's just having fun and i really like that and there's a there's a thing here where he's got a page of sketches I'm going to put some photos of this book into the show notes, which you can find at sofreeart.com. So chapter two is Drawing a New Reality, which is what this one's all about, is looking at something like, say, a saucepan. And instead of just drawing the saucepan as you see it, draw the saucepan, but like start bending the edges and stuff. So it's, it's all about drawing what you see but drawing it um with a bit of imagination so this looks like a fun chapter um and i would imagine this one would be full of all the exercises are like um setting up little still lifes so this one would be quite quite fun i think um i'm going to give an example of one of the exercises so exercise number 13 is called obscured and what he wants you to do is he says make a line drawing of a tangled piece of clothesline make three photocopies and on each and on each draw a person pet or object behind the rope each should have a different subject behind it and all should be made from observation Use a 3B pencil and allow 20 minutes per drawing. So this is another fun thing because he's he's gonna he's starting to get you used to the idea of drawing what you're seeing and like combining different things together, which I think that could be quite fun for the future. <laughs> he's talking about lighting. This book's really good. Number chapter three is sketching the truth. And one of the things he has here is called progressive sketching. I've never heard of this before. And he explains it by saying, For many of us, the best way to alter an image is in stages. We make several drawings of the same object, each one a little more exaggerated than the previous. By degrees, we get bolder and freer. Each drawing expands our ideas of what is possible. I like this because this is baby steps. So you start by drawing what you see and then you start, yeah, bending the truth. I like that. 
And then he's got an example of three little drawings that he's done. And then he's talking about exaggerating proportions. Um, that looks like a fun chapter. Um, and then chapter four is visualising ideas. And he's got another thing here where he's got four drawings. Um, and they're all slightly different, but of a similar th similar theme. And he says, This sequence was inspired by a quote by the surrealist poet Andre Breton. So, chapter four is visualising ideas. And this is really... This is really good. What he's got is he's got a page here with four different um, like doodles or sketches of um, a man riding a horse on a tomato. <laughs> and what he's done is he's taken the quote by Andre Breton, which is anyone who can't imagine a man galloping across a tomato on a horse is a fool. <laughs> and what he's done is he's taken that quote and he's turned it into four different images or like doodles or sketches so the first one is just the man on the horse on top of the tomato the next one is the man on the horse going into the tomato then there's another one of the man on the horse coming out of the tomato <laughs> and then there's another one of the man on the floor with the horse looking down at him so what i get from this is he's talking about um like getting the theme in your head and then just playing around with it i guess playing around with different ideas and this is this another one this is another fun chapter that's something i noticed when i flicked through the book book earlier is that this is just a lot of fun it makes me want to jump in already and start um practicing so one of my favorite pages is on page 88 and it's something he's called reversing and what he's done is he's taking an image of a man pushing a ball and then he started playing around with it so he's got nine little squares little thumbnails and in each one is the same theme of of a man pushing a ball but in the first one it's during the day next one is at night time then you've got a big man pushing a little ball a little man pushing a big ball then you got him pushing it down the hill then you got him pushing a square and then he just starts going a bit crazy with like having a dog pushing the ball and stuff. <laughs> so what I like about that is he's just getting your... I think if you were doing that, you would probably start out with the first one. And you would have an idea, say, the man pushing the ball. But then you would start going just... Cr you can see that he starts out going quite simple by just making it night time. And then... As he, as he goes on, he just starts getting more and more crazy with it. And I think this is another thing where what he said earlier about loosening up and becoming free. I think these exercises are all about just allowing you to go for it. Um, number five is storytelling. Noah's Ark. <laughs> he's got a drawing where he's he's got Noah's Ark and he's just gone mad. Number Chapter five is storytelling. And on this one, he's gotten a bit more into turning like your doodles or sketches into an actual story, which I like that. That's another one. He even talks about modelling characters in clay as practice. And then he, t he talks about recycling your doodles, which is something else I like. 
because that means you can you might do a sketch what I've noticed is sometimes you do a sketch and you don't think it's very good or something or it hasn't got the thing you wanted so you just leave it and then like sometimes I go back from my old sketchbooks of like little Sophie and I'll see a sketch I'll see like a gesture or a pose that I've done which at the time I didn't think much of but now I look at it and I think that would be a really good pose for this like because what I like doing is putting little Sophie poses with a quote like an affirmation and sometimes I've noticed that that you can actually reuse things that you did which you, you you made them for something else and it didn't quite work out as you as you planned but then they later become um something useful for something else <laughs> then he's got chapter six is about exploring pattern i like this this is all about like negative shapes and how everything relates to each other this book is a lot a really good book i can already tell that I'm going to make a YouTube video about this book because it's really fun. Chapter 7 is Mining Culture. Where he, what he's doing here is he's he's going on about um, looking at, say, for instance, the Egyptians and start looking at sort of some of their um, like symbols and stuff and turning it into your own style. So this is, again, it's just... This chapter is more about a way to get inspiration, I guess, because sometimes you you do you just don't know what you want to draw. So maybe it would be good to go and look at the Egyptians or something. And you might see something, it might spark something, and you think you might think I might create a character pretending to be an Egyptian or something. And like what that thing he did earlier where he had the page of about the man pushing the boulder, you might start by looking at the Egyptians and drawing an Egyptian and then if you just let your mind go into it I imagine in the end you would end up who knows where you would end up <laughs> so that's something I like about drawing from your imagination um, and I've noticed that in my sketchbook sometimes I'll I'll end up coming up with an idea and I'm almost like where did that come from <laughs> and I think it's that thing where when you sometimes when you're just sketching ideas down things just come out of your head that's probably from the subconscious um, chapter 8 is exploring themes and there's something in here I really loved which I want to talk about um, I've lost it well basically what he said was in there's a piece in this book where he talks about using your dreams as inspiration and that really speaks to me because I'm massively into lucid dreaming at the moment so I keep a dream diary where I'm writing everything down and what he says to do is he says write your dreams down and then in the morning or or later on look at your dream diary and you can turn your dream diary into like sketches and stuff so I, I just think that was another good idea he's this book what I think about this book is it's got a lot of little exercises that are going to help you um, get better at drawing from your imagination, such as drawing realistic things first and then slowly allowing yourself to make things up. So I think he covers how to um, do the actual 
technical side of it. He then seems to cover parts of how to get your inspiration. So if you haven't got any ideas of what to draw, he gives you quite a lot of ways. Because I haven't even spoke about, like, I've flicked through it and there's so much in here. But he gives you so many ways that you could, um, like, find inspiration. Then there's a load of, like, the amount of sketches and stuff in here. I mean, that alone, you could just sit and copy them and then turn them into your own. So this is just absolutely an amazing book, is what I think. Um, and I'm def definitely going to be jumping into it. And like I say, the glossary at the back is really looks really good as well. <laughs> so I just thought that it would be quite fun to go through that book, because I myself haven't really gone through it. And it's made me really... Just makes me want to go and start sketching, to be honest. So that is the book Keys to Drawing with Imagination by Bert Dodgson. Hopefully it's given you a little bit of in inspiration as well or something. But I can already tell that it's a really, looks like a really good book. And based on his previous book, Keys to Drawing by Bert Dodgson, um, like the structure and everything of that was so good. And this one seems to be of equal quality. So I would definitely recommend getting it. And maybe we could all sketch along together. That could be quite fun. <laughs> so that was this week's podcast, all about um, drawing from imagination. I hope you got something out of it. You can find show notes at sofreeart.com and I'll put links to the book and some photos of the pages in the book that I think are quite fun. And if you have questions or anything like that, you can do sophie at sophielawson.com. And, and that's it really for this week. I normally end the episode with an inspirational quote, but this week's going to be a little bit different. Because what happened was, um, to, to stay on the dream theme, I woke up during this week with, I just said out loud, a very random thing, and I quickly wrote it down, I quickly, I quickly wrote it down in my dream diary and then went back to sleep and then the next day when I looked through my dream diary because I'd actually forgotten about it I looked at this little quote and it's so random that I ended up researching it or looking it, looking it up online because I thought I wonder if it means anything and I woke up saying Horace the horse <laughs> and I've never ever heard of Horace the horse and like I say, it was so random that I looked it up. And it is actually a real thing. Now, what's really strange about this is... What it is, is it's like a little... Um, I guess like a nursery rhyme. But the meaning behind it is very... Um, very much what I am all about at the moment. Which is that everything is circular. And everything is in your mind. So, like how I... Like how I feel... Um, if you remember when I did that podcast episode about um, social anxiety and stuff, I said you can look at this as a negative or a positive, it's up to you, and it is both at the same time. Well, this is what this little nursery rhyme is all about, really. So I'm just going to end this week's episode with this little nursery rhyme. Horace the Horse by Burl Ives. Horace the Horse on the merry-go-round went up and down round and round he's been sad since the day he found 
He's the very last horse on the merry-go-round. The music began and away they go, high and low, to and fro. Poor old Horace would always say, I'm the very last horse again today. How he tried and tried and tried, but he just never could win. Horace cried and cried and cried, because all the other horses were ahead of him. Then came the day on the merry-go-round. Horace turned, looked around, then said, Gosh, oh gee, I'm the very first horse on the merry-go-round. The others are following me.